It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour of this Friday edition of the program and final hour of the 2023 edition of the program. And uh, we are joined now at this time, as we usually are at this time, uh, and we as we have been throughout the course of the, the year, but also for the final time saying by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and joining her is Ward 1 Counselor Brad Markey also joining us for the final time as as Counselor. Uh, but let's go to the phone here. Good morning, Counselors. How are you? Morning. Good, thanks. Good to Good have morning, you here. Good morning, Tim. Morning. Happy New Year to both of you. Thank you. you. Good you to hear that we're both going to be old news at 835. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm sure you'll both still be uh, very uh, active parts of the program, even if, uh, even if you're not in the current positions uh, that you are. And and I think that when we look back at what we saw happen in the city this year, we saw a lot of growth, a lot of positive things that have happened this year. And, of course, uh, Councilor Markey, throughout your time with the council, with all the struggles that happened over the last few years and also getting to the point where we are now, um, I'm going to start off by asking you, Councilor Markey, how does it feel being in the final days here of your term? I'm sure there's some bittersweetness to it. Well, that's exactly the word I was going to use. Um, you know, obviously, I, I ran for a fourth term because there were some things that I, I wanted to kind of move through, one of them being the Pulaski Park and, and that project, but we just got some funding at the latter part of the this year. Um, but on the flip side, it's basically, I feel, you feel that uh, that whole weight come off as far as time because, you know, we all work a full-time job. And then the, the council, the meetings at night and everything. And for the last six years, that's been that's been my life. Work all day and then, you know, go, go to council meetings at night, which is great. I really enjoyed it. So, yes, bittersweet, it would be the perfect word to use. And, and Council President Morad, you know, you've seen and you've been on the council for, for a number of years. You've seen a lot of councilors who have come and go during that time. And you've seen the fact that even though they may not be in the office anymore, they still are having an impact in the community. Yeah, well, I was one of those people that came and went, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know exactly how Councilor Markey feels. Um, it's it's a very strange feeling, and it will be for him as well, because, you know, especially being a ward counselor, um, the demand is, is high. It really is. They get calls constantly about everything. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can help people and sometimes you can't. But beyond that, I mean, your phone is constantly ringing. And I, I know that he will notice that immediately, uh, the quietness of the phone and, you know, the fact that when people do call, because some people don't know that there's a change. They don't know that they should be voting. They don't know there's a change, you know, to have to direct them somewhere else. That's not your normal um, your normal process, your normal process is to help someone, you know, but now at this point, you're no longer in that role and you have to kind of give that up. And it's, it's a very, it's a very difficult transition for someone like Council Markey who really, really liked the job and did the job well. 
And and Councillor Markey, do you feel like mm -hmm. when you? I, I know you said there were some other things that you wanted to see, you know, come to fruition. But when you first ran, do you feel like the things that you wanted to at least get the ball rolling or get done during your time on the council that you've been able to uh, effectively lead on a lot of those? Well, yeah. I mean, the biggest one when I first ran uh, was was the Pulaski Park with an, with another entrance into the park in, in the park itself. So, you know, that was the first thing I tried to do. And it's a slow process. It's not like you walk in there and say, this is what I want to do. They say, okay, great, let's do it. I mean, there's <laughs> funding. It has to go to the mayor's office. So it was a slow process. I wish it was a little quicker. I think COVID kind of slowed things down. That was my second term because, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen financially, you know, but it, it, it worked out well. So that kind of put a little damper on it. And then the third term, you know, my last term, this is when things started to roll. So... If, if there was one thing that I heard a lot of when I first started the campaign was that. So I will say, yes, that was one thing that, I, you know, it, it is on its way. I mean, it's nothing's going to happen tomorrow, but the funding is, it is not all the funding there. So it's going to be a process. So I would have to say that one. And that was the biggest one, you know, uh, that I heard about um, when I was out there campaigning initially. And and Council yeah. President Moore, I, I know that, you know, when you had the, the final council meeting in which you, you, you get the chance to say a few words about your colleagues. Uh, you, you became emotional a little bit talking with, about Councillor Markey and his time in office and you being a Ward 1 resident, you know, him, him representing you, you got to see firsthand the work that he put in for his constituents. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and have, and again, having been the Ward 1 councillor many years ago, I, I know the work he put in for his constituents. So, you know, I did, um, you know, I like Brad very much. I just said your name, not your title. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. He, uh, he's a gentleman, and you know he and I have disagreed on issues. Uh, but you know, if I could say that I've been the person that's been more aggressive, he's always been the you know the gentleman. You know, I many times have called Brad and said, "Hey, you're representing me. I don't agree with that." But you know, we've had some really good dialogues about stuff, and we I think we've worked really well together. And I, I'm really going to miss him. He's He's a good guy, and like I said, and we kidded him a lot. If any, if your listeners watch the um, watch the uh, last meeting, every single one of my colleagues said we're going to miss Jackie <laughs> because <laughs> you know we get to know each other's family very well. Um, you know because we're together so much and we talk to each other about family and stuff. We know his daughters, and uh, we've uh, celebrated their accomplishments over the last six years as well. So it's not just Brad that we're going to miss. We're going to miss the family as well. So, yeah, I was, and I still feel that way. I'm, you know, I, we talked a couple times about how now that we don't have to worry about somebody calling us and saying, hey, you're, you know, you're breaking some law that I can come down and sit by the pool and we can have a beverage together and relax and enjoy each other's company. Uh, Councillor Markey, I know one of the things that was you were a big proponent of was you know uh, financial responsibility for the city, and that's that's an area that you have a lot of expertise in. And certainly, you were there in office as the city was facing an unprecedented economic challenge in the COVID nineteen pandemic, and then everything that came out of you know what happened after that with ARPA funding, new schools needing to be built, all of these projects that are all underway. You know, looking back on it. Are you satisfied with the way that the city 
took those challenges in when it came to finance. I know even even in the last few council meetings, there was still the discussion about you know spending from the administration. So, you know, overall, are you are you happy with the way that the 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 citizens and the taxpayers um, were able to get through what we've endured the last few years? Yeah, no, I, I am. Um, I mean, with ARPA monies, I know everybody on the council had their ideas on you know, how it should be spent, and everybody had good ideas on it. But I think, you know, how it ended up, I think it's going to benefit the city. And that's what I look at it. What What's going to be best to benefit the city? You know, not not me, not even the constituents of Ward 1, which you obviously you work for and you make sure. But when it came to the opera, it was the city in general. And what's it going to do to move the city along? Um, and it is. It's a lot. I mean, you know, that was the other thing when I first was out there campaigning was taxes, you know. And but if you look at, you know, the city of New Bedford and, and what we have here, the schools, uh, you know, the fire and the police, all the services for the for the for the residents of New Bedford, it's a lot compared to others in cities and towns. So it's a challenge. But, I, you know, you look at it and, yeah, sometimes it's a hard a hard one to you know look at on some, some areas. But you do what's best and, you, you, you know, you need to get things done and then you do it. So, um, no, I, I was I'm, I'm happy with the way that things played out. Well, one one issue that's been a, a major topic for Ward 1 and will continue to be in, in 2024 and in the future mm-hmm. is Parallel Products. And the New Bedford Light reported yesterday that um, Parallel Products is now being granted a little bit more of an extension for this uh, noise pollution uh, research mm-hmm. that has to be turned in before the state can make a decision. So this is something now that is carrying over in, into the new year and something that I'm sure you're going to remain vocal about. Well, yes. I mean, I live here in Ward 1. I, you know, I'm part of that whole thing. I'm not far away from Parallel Products. So, yeah, so it's something that affects the folks in Ward 1 and it affects me. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's something that's it's critical to, you know, the way of life of a lot of people, especially the ones that are right down there. You know, it might not affect me as much, but it's still going to affect me. But it's those folks that are down there. So, I mean, that's something I think, you know, the council opposed to the to, to the uh, you know the processing of the MSWs and you know we'll con- continue to do so and then you know the state will do theirs and then it'll come to us at the, well not us but it'll come to the uh, to the health health department because you know as you know the council doesn't have any control over it. the final say would be with the, with our health department. So. But Council Markey now he he'll play an important role because as a former elected official he'll still you know be vocal at in his position regarding that project and uh you know whether and we're hoping many residents doesn't matter you don't have to be elected you know you're lobbying the state you're writing letters you're talking about your opposition and why um there was a walkthrough uh last week uh, i think on friday both council Mackey and i unfortunately couldn't attend that but there's going to be more of those types of uh, opportunities between now and when the final rendering of the decision is and i know that he'll be part of that standing side by side with the residents in the north end well and council president Moore, and I, I know you know that this is a, a major hot button issue not only for ward one residents but for people across the city people across the city are concerned about what this means not only uh for those neighborhoods over there but what it could mean for the future for other neighborhoods in the city so this is something that has a, a much wider reach that you know, and it seems like the council is united in making sure that this is getting done the right way. 
Yeah, I mean, if people aren't paying attention to this who live in any other part of the city, uh, you should because this this is going to affect everybody. There's no question about that. The the direction of the wind, <laughs> um, you know, it it you can't control that. So the people that people living in the far south end, they they might not get a whiff of this. But if you're living in woods four, three, two, you're absolutely going to uh, be affected by this. There's no question about it. This company, you know, is proposing to uh, recycle trash and, and waste and, and then put it in rail cars where they're going to hold it outside until such time as they can ship it. Well, uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, that's going to stink. There's no question about it, especially in the heat of the summer. Um, I just, you know, I'm very disappointed uh, in the continual delays on the part of the state, I'm I'm um, I'm uh, impatient. I want them to deny it flat out, but you know I'm hoping that these delays don't end end up with them saying, okay, this is not a project for this area. We've looked at it in every every way we can, and it's not a project for this area. I'm hoping that's the result of all these delays. I think we're at February 24th or somewhere in the end of February now, which in some regards, Tim, is good. And I think Council Markey agrees because we didn't want to be having the public hearing for the health department in the middle of the holiday season. You know, people do have different priorities, but this way, um, if they do in fact make some type of decision that gets forwarded to the health department, it'll be in March and April uh, where we're having these public hearings where we can, you know, rally people to come out and, and, and voice their opposition to the health board. Absolutely. But I'm really hoping we don't, I'm hoping we don't get there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, February 29th is, is when the, the, is the deadline for, uh, the suitability decision to be made. So that 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 will take us uh, pretty much into the spring. So I, I would be remiss if we didn't point out that um, in addition to Councillor Markey wrapping up his time on the council, it's also the final few days for Ward 5 Councillor Scott Lima, who lost his bid to become a councillor at large, but he has done quite a bit in his time in office as well and, uh, and will continue to do so, uh, focusing especially on the New Bedford waterfront. Yeah. Yes, I did try to get Councillor Lima to join us. Um, I've been asking Councillor Lima to join us all year long, as I have been with both Councillor Baptiste and Councillor Abreu. But he's chosen not to do that. And, you know, Scott's a, uh, Councillor Lima is a private guy in a lot of ways, so he has his reasons. But, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he chose to give up his seat. Uh, so I think the you know his service to the residents in uh, Ward Five was uh, admirable, and I know that they will miss him. And uh, as you know, he's going to be replaced by an experienced council, Council Lopes, um, and so we'll be welcoming him and Councilor Elect um, Choquette to the council on Monday night. And uh, by the way, I just hope that uh, Councilor Lima is going to stick to our plan to, to go hit up Maven's Deli in Pawtucket because we, we want to go to that real Jewish deli together. So, yes, that Monday night is the night when uh, when everybody will be sworn in and things will get reorganized for the 2024 year. And that means that your, your term as council president is coming to an end, Councilor Morad. So this is, you know, always, I'm sure, you know, an exciting time for the council because new possibilities on the horizon, new responsibilities for some folks and and a way to kind of hit a reset button while still continuing the work that you've been doing. That's true. And I get my Friday mornings back now. You know, I, I don't know what I'll do next Friday at 805, but uh, maybe I'll send you a text. You can still call. You can still feel free to call yeah. anytime. <laughs> yep. But it will be. And, uh, you know, that's, 
inaugural ceremonies, um, you know, they're a very nice event. They're a way for a community to come together. I know that, um, you know, Tex Bellane wasn't very happy last, last term when we had a no mayoral race, but we had counselors, um, assessors, and school committee people that needed to get sworn in. And, you know, he wrote what I thought were some unfortunate articles about uh, the inaugural ceremonies being a thing of the past. They're not. They're a way for community to celebrate and come together. And, um, you know, whether we get one person out or we get 100 people out. The last time we did this, we were in the middle of COVID. But, you know, there were quite a few people at the auditorium in Keith. You remember Council Markey? And, you know, we had a very nice ceremony. No, we had to do it again because we actually had three counselors who had COVID and couldn't join us. Uh, Councilor Jesta, Councilor Dunn at the time, and Councilor Burgo. So we had to do it again because they they were not able to join us because of that pandemic thing we had. So, and, uh, and you know, you did touch on that, and I want to touch on that again, Tim. You know, Councilor Mikey will always be able to look back and say, you know, this is something that never happened in the history of the world, and he got to serve during that time. And it was tough. It was tough to to shift things uh, to make sure that we were still doing the job and serving the people, but you know, having to put having to uh, put up different types of ways of doing the job uh, during the middle of a pandemic. And he'll always have the ability to say he was part of that. Good point. So true. Yeah. Yeah, very, very historic period and uh, a historic time for the city. And, of course, more history on the horizon to be made. Uh, I want to thank you both for joining us and, and thank you both for this past year and for all the times that you came on and joined us and, and shared with everybody. I don't know what's going to happen in the future with this segment. We'll figure all that out uh, after Monday. Uh, but I want to thank you both for, for all the times that you've been available. Of course, you, Council President Moore, at every week and, and Councilor Markey, all the times you joined us as well. Yeah. Well, we thank you. I mean, we uh, we enjoyed the segment. It's nice to be able to have a little bit of time to talk about the council uh, so that, you know, people kind of understand, your listeners kind of understand uh, maybe a different side of it. But Council Maki, I want to give you the last few words, um, you know, be my guest. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Tim, I really enjoyed uh, the times I did come on your show. And, uh, you know, thanks for having us. And it's been a pleasure doing that. And, uh yeah, as mentioned, it's a bittersweet for me to, to head on out, but it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor to serve. It's something I, I, I wanted to do. Um, and actually, when I first got on, I was thinking, because Councillor Oliveira, when I first got out, he, he served three terms, and we got elected at the same age and left office at the same age. I just turned 65 this year. So, um, But the fourth, I just try to get things done. So, you know, I'm happy with, 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 with what it was. Um, and I really enjoyed working with the constituents and, of course, my colleagues on the council. So it's been a pleasure. Well, you've got an open invitation to join us anytime that you, you feel the need. And, and if you if you can't Thanks. call in as a counselor, become a caller. Become a regular caller because you, you bring a lot of knowledge and expertise to, to all these topics. Yeah. I just and might do that, yes. And just listening to him, as I said to you a little while ago, he's such a gentleman. That's what we're going to miss. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you both have a great New Year's, and uh, and I hope twenty twenty four is the best year ever for you. Thank you, Tim, you, you and your you. family, thank and you. all your listeners as well. Yep. All right. Take care. We will talk soon. Thank you. So Bye that. Now. That is New Bedford City Council President Linda Moret and Ward One Councilor Brad Markey for the next few days, uh, and then they will move on. Councilor Markey will move on to private life, and Council President Morad will give up the gavel but remain on the council and uh, as i said too we will have whoever the next council president is we we all believe it'll be 
uh, Councillor Carney, but we'll figure it out because her schedule is um, a little difficult for mornings because of her job, but we'll figure out something that works. I want to make sure that we extend the same opportunity that we've been doing now for the last couple of years to, to continue on with this segment. But right now, though, I've got to go to a break. So we will take that break. When we come back, we'll get the news from Adam. We'll be back in a few moments. All right. We have some uh, callers on hold. Just hang on. We will get to you right after the news. And we have room for you at 508-996-0500. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Israel's military on Thursday urged more people in parts of central Gaza to evacuate as troops advance their offensive against Hamas. Meanwhile, in northern Gaza, thousands of desperately hungry people surrounded themselves to a relief convoy, hoping to get food. As elsewhere, Hezbollah said it would launch more attacks on northern Israel, where fighting is stepping up between the Iranian-backed paramilitary group and Israeli forces. Maine's top election official is removing former President Donald Trump from the state's 2024 Republican primary ballot. Maine Secretary of State Shanna Bellos made the decision on Thursday, saying in a statement that Trump was aware of the likelihood of violence and that he encouraged it with incendiary rhetoric and took no timely action to stop it on January 6, 2021. Speaking of former President Donald Trump, he's denying claims he bullied his way into appearing in the 1992 film Home Alone 2. Mark Mayfield has the story. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Trump, in a post on Truth Social, said the director of the film, Chris Columbus, begged him to make a cameo in the movie. The scene takes place in New York's Plaza Hotel, which Trump owned at the time. This comes after Columbus in an interview said he was only allowed to film in the plaza if Trump was given a scene in the movie, saying he bullied his way into the film. Trump this week said nothing could be further from the truth. I'm Mark Mayfield. NFL player Damar Hamlin was the most Googled athlete and overall person in 2023 after the Buffalo Bills defensive back collapsed on the field back in January. He has made a full recovery from his cardiac arrest. The number two most Googled athlete was also a football player, but his spike in interest had to do with his moves both on and off the field. Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey took the spot after helping the Chiefs win a Super Bowl before going on to date pop megastar Taylor Swift. Speaking of 2023, it was the record year for political advertising, according to Ad Impact. A record $1.35 billion was spent on political ads this year. The political tracking firm says that early campaigns for the presidential primary resulted in an earlier-than-normal bump in overall election spending totals. From January 1st until the November election, political ad spending is expected to surpass this year's total. In sports, the Boston Celtics defeated the Detroit Pistons last night with a 128-122 score, and the Bruins are lacing up their ice Ice boots to have ice skates to have a game against the New Jersey Devils tomorrow at 7 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local other local weather forecast. Areas of fog and cloudy skies. Mid to low 40s this morning. Mid to upper 40s this afternoon. Slight chance of rain once again, and the wind will be light. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, the temperature on the mild side, as well as we head into this Saturday. Saturday overnight into Sunday, conditions improve considerably. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. It's currently 42 degrees right now in New Bedford. 
I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. WBSM, News Talk 1420. Mary, Mary, why you And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Ding dong, the witch is gone. No, oh, come on. Now, you know what? It's New Year's. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to say one nice thing about Council President Morad Carlos. Oh, um, uh, I wish her uh, good good health. How about that? <laughs> good enough. All right. Have a good one. All right. Take it easy. Happy New Year. You too. Happy New Year. God bless you. And uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Gilly. How you doing? I want to wish you a happy new year and all the listeners out there, too. But uh, let me say some stuff about what she just said on your program. Sure. You know, she made a comment about, you know, she was praising Marky. Marky is a hell of a gentleman. She's right. That's one part that he is. But let me remind everybody, Mikey served six years. His first year that he served, the second year that he went to serve, everybody took papers out, right? Linda Morat took papers out. Now, Mikey was World One City Council. She took out papers for mayor. She took out papers for Council Elijah. And she took out papers for World One Councilor after Mikey's first term. If she, he was that good and all that, they were buddies and everything, they want to drink by the pool. Why did she take out papers for World One? Every, the reason she took them out because she didn't think he was doing a good job. You well, take I mean, out. let me just play devil's advocate here a little bit, not to speak for them. But, no, go ahead. but go ahead. maybe maybe this friendship developed after that. Maybe before that, she felt like things were a little bit... Um, iffy on it, and and things changed. Maybe also. Yeah, I'll give you that. What, I'll give you that. You, I'll give you that. Do you remember the timeline? Because I I don't. Do you remember the timeline? Did she take out the papers before he did? Because maybe he was thinking about not running again, and no, so no, she no, took no, them he out. Maybe taking the papers out. He had taken the papers okay. out. Okay. So now there's a situation there. Okay. How she misrepresents the facts, and she also made a statement. You know about having people with her all the time there, right? She she always brought one of her colleagues. And do you notice out of all the colleagues that she brought, she keeps saying, she kept asking them, you know, if they agree, nobody disagreed with whatever she said. They always said, yeah, I agree with Council President. Come on, nobody ever agrees. But the other one that I want to bring up is she said that she has asked everybody to come on the program. She said she had asked Ian Ebru to come on the program with her, the highest getter in the voting thing. I asked Ian, has she ever asked you? And he said no. Okay, that's the kind of a woman she is. She has attacked every city councilor on that thing, Naomi, Connie, and everything. They So she's there, and she's talking from... You know, like uh, sometimes it's uh, your mouth knows better, so, so it's your keister that does the talking. 
So, I mean, she sits there and she brings people. Nobody can call and ask them questions. And she took our papers and walked. She's like Brian Gomes taking papers out, three, four bad things. But to take our papers for a guy that she's over here praising, okay, maybe they made friends and everything like she did with Brian Gomes. She attacked him back in 2015, called him a spiker and a vindictive person. Now it's like her laptop. But Linda Morrett talks from both sides of her mouth. Well, I mean, but that's what politicians do. They, it's a, it's you know, they have to make alliances, and sometimes they they have to butt heads. I don't, I don't, I don't look at that as a as a character flaw. I look at that as part of the game. Tim, I know, but she also throws the voters under the bus. How many times she just made a statement on your program that uh, we're glad to be here because we have to explain to the people we understand what's going on. We see it without eyes. She doesn't have to explain to us about this and that, they're, they're the ones that, that's the problem. That's why we're such a financial thing. They got there for 30, 20 years, and they haven't done a thing. We're always talking about taxes when it comes to the thing. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Come on, I mean, just taking shots at people. And I thought, like, I'm gonna say it again, Council Marty is a hell of a gentleman, okay? Well I was going to say, I already had you say a nice thing about Council President Morad for Christmas, so I, I won't make you do it again for New Year's, Gilly, but I will say I hope that you have a happy New Year, and I hope you have a great 2024, and I will be talking to you next year. Thank you very much. Same to you, Tim, and like I said, every, every, everybody out there, to the, your listeners, happy New Year. I hope it's all prosper. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, and if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. I'm getting some app chat messages here on the WBSM app, which if you got a new device for Christmas, I highly recommend you put the WBSM app on it. It can be on your phone, it can be on your tablet, your iPad, whatever. Uh, you can join in the conversation with us. Not Bad in Oak Bluff says, Good morning, Tim. I wish to thank the WBSM newsroom for reporting on important Martha's Vineyard news concerns. It's great to be a valued WBSM community. Absolutely. I mean, that's a big listening area for us is Martha's Vineyard. We have um, a lot of listeners out on the Cape. Our signal travels very well out there, uh, not only on 1420 AM, but we also have 99.5 FM, which I know when I'm driving around, you know, Falmouth born into Sandwich, I can still pick up 99.5 in that direction. So there's a lot of Cape listeners. So we try to involve some of that discussion. And a lot of the topics that we talk about here are going to affect Cape communities as well. One of those topics being this nitrogen mitigation for Buzzards Bay. We know that in 2023, the issues in Dartmouth were a big part of that with the potential for people to have to make upgrades to their septic system that we don't even know what those upgrades would have to be, but they would estimate we're going to cost around $50,000 per household. So this was something that, Unfortunately for the Cape, they didn't get out of those requirements like the South Coast communities were able to. The local delegation was able to get that wiped away for our South Coast communities, at least for the time being, whereas the Cape communities could not avoid that. So, you know, that's certainly a topic that's affecting a lot of them, just as an example. And uh, Skeddy says, good morning, Tim. Tell everyone out there to have a happy new year and a safe one. And to the interns as well and Jack. And you too. Well, I appreciate that, Skeddy. Happy New Year to you as well. I hope yours is great and safe as well. And she says, how is Mary? Uh, Mary called in earlier. You missed it. You can check it out on the podcast. Um, but she is, um, she's sounding much better. She certainly has enough 
uh, energy and vibrancy and enough of her voice remaining to have uh, yelled at me and got into an argument with me. Uh, but in all seriousness, we hope that uh, she has a, a full recovery from her current bout uh, with illness. So uh, we also welcome you to call in. And you don't have to wait till you're sick to call in and argue with me. I mean, I prefer if we could have a regular, normal, civilized conversation. But you can call in anytime, 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break, though. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, welcome back in. It is Friday. That means it is time to check in with Eric over at the Butcher Shop. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Tim? All right. Good morning. Did you have a good Christmas? I did, you. Oh, it was very good, very good. Oh, wonderful. Now looking forward to a nice, quiet New Year's Eve at home, and I know over at the Butcher Shop you've got everything that people need to have a nice little New Year's Eve party for themselves. I do, I do, I do, man. I got party platters to go. I got a lot of meat. I got tomahawks. I got ribeyes. I got... Prime rib. I got nice fillets. I got pretty much anything, anything anybody wants to ask for, man. I got it. So, if somebody needs a party platter, when do they have to let you know by? Uh, let me know today. Not a big deal. Said I could probably whip up not too long, depending on what it is. But everything's pretty feasible. And and what kind of party platters do you put together for people? I do pork alanjanas. I do codfish. We do uh, fish fillets, casola, rice, potatoes, a lot of stuff. Lasagna. We'll do anything. Wow. Sounds like a lot of great choice. A lot of great ways to ring in 2024. It is. And, of course, they can get all their beer and wine there as well. Yeah, you got that, too. We've got a full-stocked wine cellar, a lot of port wines, a lot of uh, champagnes, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, so how are you going to be celebrating? What are you going to be having this weekend? Oh, my man, I think I'm going to have another tomahawk. I had one last week. I think I'm going to have another one this week. Uh, are you a go-out for New Year's Eve kind of guy, or do you stay in? No, I'll be home, man. Yeah, no, that's, thank you. that's the way to do it. Amateur night. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what I've been saying. So, what do you like? Three Stooges Marathon, Twilight Zone Marathon? How do you spend oh, New Year's Eve? Stooges, that's TV 38 days, my yeah. man. I don't even know if that still comes on. I don't even know that. I don't Jesus. think they did it last year. I'm hoping they brought it back for this year. <laughs> that's some memories right there. All right. Well, I look forward to uh, talking with you in the new year. Yeah, you too, man. Everybody have a happy new year, man. Safe and one, too. You as well. Take care. I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. That is Eric over at the Butcher Shop, and you can stop by and see them for all of your New Year's Eve needs or anything else at 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Uh, the Butcher Shop has everything that you need. We're talking all of the stuff that you need to put out for your party, all the stuff that you need for just your daily life, and, of course, the beer and wine. That's what you really need for New Year's Eve, right? Especially if you're staying in and you're celebrating at home and you're doing so responsibly. But if you aren't going to stay home and do responsible things and you're going to need a ride remember you can get your ride from the safe ride home program from south coast towing so they're going to be offering free rides from midnight to 3 a.m uh it will be and all the information is at wbsm.com and on the app so they're going to be offering these free rides from midnight to 3 a.m in a cushnet dartmouth fairhaven fall river freetown new bedford and westport all you have to do is enter in their phone number into your phone, 508-995-9777. Again, 508-995-9777. And save that so that you have it ready on New Year's Eve if you need it. And you know what? Head on over to the butcher shop right now. Buy a tomahawk steak. Put it in the fridge. Then when you go out on New Year's Eve and you're partying and you have too much to drink and you need to have South Coast Towing bring you home, you can say to the driver, hold on one minute, run into the house, get that tomahawk steak, and give it to them as a thank you for that ride. That'd be a nice thing to do. All right, I've got to take one final break here. Let's get that out of the way, and then when we come back, we can finish things off for the year with you 
at 508-996-0500. We can also take your app chat messages, your open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And coming up, we have South Coast Now with Chris McCarthy. Later on, we will have... Uh, Bill O'Reilly. After that, Brian Thomas filling in for Barry Richard. Barry will be back next week from his holiday break. And then we will have Howie Carr later on. And of course, all of our great weekend programming coming your way. And then we will be off on Monday. So everybody's taking the day off to uh, welcome in the new year and, you know, sleep off the previous year. And uh, we will be back on Tuesday with all the great local talk for you. But I'm going to take my final break right now. We'll be back in a few moments. There we go. The 80s band that was so nice they named it twice. Duran Duran. Actually, the name comes from the villain in Barbarella. Duran Duran. All right, let's finish off with a phone call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. I just wanted to catch you before you went off the air. And I just want to wish you a happy new year and healthy one. And uh, and you got a great show. Well, thank you. And right and back um, at you. What are your plans for New Year's Eve, Colleen? What do you do? Oh, I, I had my days. Believe me. <laughs> no, I just we just stay home. We get Chinese food. Do you, do you stay up till midnight? Never. Yeah, <laughs> me anymore. either. Really. <laughs> if I if I do, it's accidental. I'm like watching a movie or something. Yeah, right. That's when I stay up till like twelve oh one. Or I'm, I'm twelve oh one. If I'm watching like the Twilight Zone marathon or the Three Stooges marathon, it's not like they stop to tell you that it's midnight. So it's like ah, well, I guess I missed it. So. <laughs> well, anyway. You have a great one, and uh, yeah, we usually get the chance to order the Chinese food the day before, I think, and then yeah, we'll yeah. If you want, yeah. you want Chinese food, don't don't wait till the last minute to get it. I've I've done that before, yeah. and it's not fun. You want to you want to eat before midnight, so put in your order yeah, now. Right, <laughs> right. Well, right. Happy New Year, Tim, and uh, a healthy one too. To you as well, Thank and I I'll, I get to use this joke now. I'll talk to you next oh. year. Oh yeah, next year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take See care. See you later. Bye bye. And uh, 508-996-0500, we only have about a minute left. So, But Chris will be here coming up next with South Coast Now. He'll take more of your phone calls. And, uh, yes, please be responsible with your celebrating. But also, you know what? This is a year that a lot of th- there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot to reflect upon. There's a lot to look forward to in 2024. Uh, but I would say, you know, just keep a positive outlook, right? Things are only getting – things can only get better. Things are getting better. It's like the Beatles saying, you know, it's getting better all the time. And we will certainly have more challenges facing us in 2024, but we will overcome them together as long as we are all here together, which means you've got to be safe 